Diana here with your weekly spell casting for September 26th through October 2nd. The moon will be void, of course, Tuesday, September 27th, 12.21 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time through 7.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Thursday, September 29th, 5.20 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time through Friday, September 30th, 12.03 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Saturday, October 1st, 5.56 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time through Sunday, October 2nd, 3.38 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Friday, September 30th, the Celtic Tree Month of Ivy begins. Monday, September 26th, there is sufficient energy available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for lucid dreaming. For Tuesday, September 27th, strong energy is available for office spells, and sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for reversals and banishing enemies. The spell work is best done after 7.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Wednesday, September 28th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells to defend against psychic attacks and for work in your Book of Shadows. Thursday, September 29th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells to eliminate obstacles to wealth, power, and fame. Spell work is best done before 5.20 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Friday, September 30th, strong energy is available for beauty, partnerships, and assistance. And sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for romance. Saturday, October 1st, strong energy is available for justice. And sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for protection. Spell work is best done before 5.56 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Sunday, October 2nd, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for self-improvement. This week's correspondence will focus on autumn since the autumn equinox has just uh, passed and we have six more weeks of autumn. thought we would share something about the season. Autumn is a powerful time for scrying, for crone magic, for inner work, for trance magic, for water magic, rituals, spells, and workings that are related to abundance, battle, death, employment, gathering, harvest, hunting, lust, maturity, money, sorrow, transformation, and new possessions. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsors. Autumn Correspondence. The time is the waning moon. The element is water. The direction is west. And the zodiac is Libra, Sagittarius, and Scorpio. The colors for autumn are brown, gold, olive green, maroon, orange, russet, and wine. The stone is sapphire. The charm is the cauldron, grape juice, and wine. The plant 
is bearberry, chrysanthemum, grapevine, oak moss, vertebra, white poplar, autumn leaves, and the plants that bloom, ripen, or are otherwise prominent during this season in your area. The incense is copal and patchouli, and the animal is the hare, the lynx, the snake, the squirrel, the tiger, and the animals that are most active during this season where you live. This week's oracle reading is uh, still from the fairy oracles from Froud and Macbeth. This is of course the last week we will be doing this. We will be moving to a new deck soon. But this week we are looking at card number 19, the sage. Keywords are wisdom, hidden knowledge, retreat, old age, and patience. The sage is also the shaman. Not all wise men are shamans, and not all shamans are wise men. But this one is both. Power informed by wisdom, and wisdom made manifest by power. This is also the face of Father Time. And in the card you can see the colors of the seasons surrounding him. Sometimes he is old man of the mountain, the hermit who searches within for wisdom and understanding, and then is willing to share it with any true seeker who comes to him. His blind eye enables him to look into other worlds, other realms, and the wisdom buried deeply within each of us, where the singers dwell. He has reached a stage of life where he has let go of many of the activities of younger beings, retreated somewhat from the outer world of fairy, and has become more deeply immersed in the inner landscape of knowledge, inner visions, contemplation, and spirit. On the exterior he lives simply, almost austerely, but his inner world is filled to overflowing with richness. In order to pursue his studies more thoroughly, the sage has cultivated detachment. Some may see this as a remoteness or coldness, but he is no less loving for that. The sage finds the inner connection between everything. He sees the connections, relationships, and consequences between seemingly separate ideas, beings, and things. Love and compassion are the inevitable consequences of seeing truly and this leads the sage to share his learning with others. Like any other wise elder, he leads by gently teaching from his vast door of wisdom. When asked for his judgment about something, he is discriminating and generous-hearted. He turns a blind eye to punishment, feeling that what is needed is mercy and a way of teaching those who err so they may not make the same mistakes again. The sage is constantly learning, while on the one hand he values tradition and stability, he also understands and values the need for growth and change. He can't go for a walk or a flight around the neighborhood without discovering something new and trying to see how it fits into the whole. He is always expanding his understanding of reality and deepening his awareness. As we develop patience and compassion intertwined, we began to manifest the wisdom of the sage. In a reading, here we see wisdom and deep inner understanding. One of the keys of wisdom 
is to organize, integrate, and simplify one's thoughts. Complexity often leads to confusion. Simplicity is to be valued. This card signifies mental discipline informed by balance, learning, and compassion. Tradition is valued but appreciated, but appropriate change is appreciated and accepted. The sage knows when to let go and when to move on. He knows when to retreat and think things over. He compassionately and wisely shares his knowledge with others, teaching by example as well as by precept. The scales of justice are balanced in the sage's hands. This card in a reading also signifies the need for deep consideration and refined judgment applied with compassion and mercy. Reversed, when the wisdom of the sage is blocked, artificial or inappropriate boundaries are set between different aspects of life. We become unable to apply learning in one sphere to other aspects of life. Our information is withheld, kept secret when it could benefit others, which in turn would benefit us. Sometimes learning is blocked by the belief that we already have the answers but we never actually do. Twist it. The sage's accumulation of facts and information becomes unwisdom, knowledge misused and distorted, facts distorted for selfish purposes, information used to the detriment of others. There is always a risk of this when we set out to prove something rather than to discover something. Other twists include Excuse me. Being excessively critical, being cold and uncaring, or being cynical or embittered. These are all faults of balance. At its worst, knowledge and experience are channeled towards the destruction of the self or others. And that is it for uh, this session. I thank you for joining me, and I will see you next week.